Welcome back. Welcome back. We took a month-long break. It wasn't a month. It was a month. It was not a month. Last episode posted four weeks ago, bro. Really? (laughs) Yeah. So, month off, but we are back. Real underrated podcast. And so, Tim and I have both not been taking breaks from movies, but we just haven't had any movies that are really compelling us. But Tim finally got around to watching a movie. I told him that he would enjoy... And what did you think of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Well, in my defense, before I go into that, okay, listen, I've had a lot of TV I need to catch up on, okay? <laughs> like, this is a golden age of television, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, there, ne- there's good TV shows. No. I'm not, yeah, but I'm I mean, like, that. Netflix has been putting out some pretty good original content. I actually also got around to watch The Umbrella Academy, too. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know you hadn't I mean, seen that. Yeah. It's been Great a, show, I right? mean, like, that was about a month ago when I started watching that. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I'm trying to watch The Office, but, like, that's that's another thing. But I appreciate you trying. Yeah. Let's put it that way. I, I just can't get around Michael Scott, man. Like he is just he's the bane of that show for me. Like he's just every I mean, time he's on screen, I hate the show a little bit more. If it makes you feel better, just think of the first seven seasons as Michael Scott's going away party and the last two seasons, no Michael Scott. Yeah. That, <laughs> you get little, Robert California, bro. I don't know if I'm gonna get to it, man. No, like no, no. It, it it's it's been rough, but I'll I'll keep going. Anyway. For uh, Into the Spider Verse, though, I really loved it. I, I I really enjoyed it. I had I had a little bit of a slow start with it with Miles Morales. I I didn't like really get to his character. Um, it wasn't until like that scene right before he gets a spider bite where he's there with his uncle. Uh, yeah, the, the, the painting scene. Yeah, yeah. Like that's kind of where I like. All right, I'm behind this. Like I can get 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 behind this kid. And then as they introduced the other Spider Mans from the different universes, I loved each of them. Like. I easily was uh, Peter B. Parker was probably my favorite one. Right, Jake Johnson, um, of course. I mean, he was just he was the funniest. Well, you know who played uh, Peter Parker that died, right? It was uh, I, I know who it was. Uh, do, I, do, do 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 do. <laughs> no no no. I I, I saw it and uh, I even men- made mention of it to Tristan, uh, and he was like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Apparently, you, you see, we are going to be friends. That doesn't help me. Oh, Story it was uh, Chris Pine. There you go. Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that. I was like, man, Chris Pine? Wow. Yeah, no, honestly, I had to re-watch the beginning part again, and I was like, that sure is fucking Chris Pine. I didn't, you know, they didn't give him enough screen time well, to, to leave Schreiber being Kingpin. That one really blew my mind at the end of it, because, like, now looking back on it, it's a it little o- it's obvious to me, but, right. like, the entire time I was like, who is this guy? You know, and it's weird to see, uh, there's a lot of movies like that for me where, you know, it's a voice actor. It sounds really good and sounds really, you know, familiar, but mm-hmm. you know, it's not one of those ones that you're like, who the hell is that? And you're like, that's a good voice actor. And then you're like, oh, holy shit, it was that guy. Lee Schreiber was this for Spider-Man into the, into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but for me, I grew up solely, Spider-Man was Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. So when they introduced him back in, I think the early 2000s, Miles Morales, the, the character. Yeah, it was. I never jumped on board with it because I didn't care. So going into this movie, I didn't, I, I wasn't excited for it. Okay. It wasn't until the reviews started coming out that they were like, hey, this is the best Spider-Man movie ever. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> you're going to top Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2? I don't think so. And then watching it. I mean, it, I would argue against that right there. What, that that's the best Spider-Man movie? Yeah. What's your favorite? Homecoming would probably be my number one. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, See, it just I, had I, a lot of Iron Man. You I, know what I mean? I get that, but also... It has Michael Keaton. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it has Michael Keaton and like... 
and I'm not taking anything away from Alfred Molina, but I much prefer the Vulture to Doc Ock and the performances that we got. So with At- with the actual movie quality and it holding up over time, you are correct. Because even watching Spider-Man 2 now, and don't get me wrong, it's meant to be like this. That's the reason they hired Sam Raimi, but it's right. very campy. Right. And I've always had a problem with it. Since day one, I've had one huge issue with Spider-Man 2. Whenever he has the um, the experiment and he has that little miniature son and they're inside of his apartment for whatever reason, <laughs> everything that's metal starts getting sucked into the sun. Okay, I don't understand why that happens, but I can understand your logic. Okay, everything that's metal is coming towards it. His wife dies from a shard of glass that was on the window that, you know, the window frame was made of metal comes out in my eyes speaking, you know, scientifically, the glass would just fall to the ground. It wouldn't come with the metal, right? So why was it a projectile? Just have a piece of metal stabber and I'm cool with it. (laughs) You know what I mean? There was no reason for his wife to get killed by a piece of glass. It was just for that really cool shot when the glass is flipping over in slow-mo and you see her, her face screaming in the glass before she dies. That's it. But that's my only like huge problem with that movie. That's your only problem with the movie? There I mean, there's other problems with it, but it's it's because of how Sam Raimi filmed it. And mm-hmm. it's not it's still a good movie. It's still an enjoyable movie. Yeah. It's like it's like me trying to nitpick Evil Dead. It's not a it's not a great right. movie. It, but it's, it's not a fun meant movie. to be. Right. But I don't think Spider Man is either. Yeah. They didn't know at that time what other movies came out around that time. Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. other superhero movies were coming out that were good? There was none. Spider-Man was I mean, the gold X2. standard. Was it around that time? Yeah. Okay, so X-Men was the golden standard, I mean, and then Spider-Man it, was just below that. And, and that's debatably else. X-Men's best movie. It's, it's my favorite one. It, I don't know if it's debatable, because a lot of people want to say it's Days of Future Past. But if you really watch that movie, mm-hmm. Quicksilver is the only like enjoyable part of that movie. Everything else is just so convoluted. They changed some of the characters unnecessarily. That's the movie where they started. They're like, hey, we're starting over, but we want the the future to meet the, the past. And it's all one timeline kind of thing. But then they have Toad in there as a completely different looking creature. Right. Uh, they have Bolivar Trask, which was a six foot eight black guy. And then now he's this four foot five white guy and it's just like okay so where where does you know where does your time lens actually meet up no but anyway back to uh <laughs> spider-man <laughs> into the spider-verse um yeah i mean like i i ended up watching it because you know i'm very interested in animation i, I enjoy it i will say this is probably one of the most beautifully animated so you did like the animation oh i loved it even I, the 15 frames a second it was a little yeah. jarring at first right in some places it was but i mean i really like the final fight i mean actually before i get to that like really cool plot twist that i loved in the entire thing was that uh Doc Ock, that we were just speaking about, was a female. Was a female. Yeah. I didn't see that shit coming. I don't think that we're in our universe. Like, right. Marvel's put out there throughout the comics. There's a whole bunch of different Earths. I think Peter B. Parker was. Is the real Peter Parker. Is the one that we know. Peter Parker. Right. Right. I agree. Um, They just, they did that for whatever sake. But yeah, they could have just had him be Peter Parker from another universe and had to do the Peter B. Parker. But that's fine. Right. But no, I agree. I think that is the Peter Parker that we know and love. And then the Chris Pine is part of Miles Morales's universe. 
And I like that um, Doc Ock was a woman and played by Catherine Hahn. Right, which, which I love. Yeah, I, I absolutely As soon love. as I heard her voice, I was like, ooh. Oh, I know. I was like, oh, base here. <laughs> yeah. I love her so much, dude. Yeah, and if you if you guys don't know who that is, um, my most fond role for her, or actually two most fond roles, would be her from Step Brothers and her from The Goods, even though she was really good in Bad Moms. I thought she was funny in Bad Moms. She was awesome in Bad Moms, but you know what? Mine, honest to goodness, is uh, from Parks and Rec, Jan Barkley. Oh, yeah. I Poncho. Yeah. I love her in Parks and Rec. That's fair. And she, she's one of those... Uh, she's kind of like Fred Armisen for me. She's just like she just she's a really really funny person, mm-hmm. but just flies just under the radar. Yeah, you know she's she's good enough to get the gigs, but nobody knows her name or something like that. It's kind of like T.J. Miller right before he hit it off. Yeah. you know, like you know when already a brother came out. I don't think anybody really was like this T.J. Miller kid's gonna do big things. You know, <laughs> I think I think uh, Bad Moms was a good like movie for her. It really got her name up there. But I think honestly for her. It's once she gets like a starring role on a TV show is when she'll end up becoming a big name. I think. Yeah, I mean they could do um, even if it wasn't like a great show. I, I tried watching Veep, which yeah. w- it's not funny. No, it's not at all. I really wanted to, uh, to try it because uh, uh, Tony Julie, Hale and uh, Julia. I, can, yeah, I, I know. I can yeah. always remember the Dreyfus part. I can yeah. never. Is it Julia Louise? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So Julia Louis Dreyfus. I was like, she's funny. That's Elaine. Let's go watch that. And I, I watched the first two episodes. I was like, I can't. This is hard. Right. It's hard to watch because I always watch. Um, and, and this goes out to all you guys. If you ever want to try a new show, always watch two episodes. The pilot does not count. That is a proof of concept that they want to. This is what the show is going to be about. So they can show the executives. They make it the first episode for whatever damn reason. Because mm-hmm. like that 70s show, I would say the first episode's not good. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's, there's a lot of shows that are like that. I mean. But a lot of times, pilots are fucking great. I think Arrested Development's pilot, if I'm not mistaken, was really good. Um, I mean, that was a very well-written show. You're saying that 70s show is not a well-written show? Yes. Wow. Taking shots. No, it's a sitcom, and like, yeah, no, no offense to sitcoms, but I mean... They followed a formula. Right. Yeah, I understand. It, it's literally that 70s show, Friends, not Seinfeld, I'm trying to think. Um, How I Met Your Mother. You take those characters... Each character has a corresponding character to those other shows. Right. They have a formula. They stuck to it. And they're they're all, I'm not going to say they're all good shows because How I Met Your Mother <laughs> ended horribly, but um, they're all good shows in their own right. Right. And But they all share a very similar thing. How the hell do we keep getting off these topics? It, it's cool with me, but. I mean, we're still funny things, but that was about Catherine Hahn and how amazing she was as, yeah, uh, as Doc Ock. As Liv. Well, yeah, <laughs> the, but. Going back to her. Olivia Octavius. She was, yeah. But anyway, I mean, all the animation that they had, especially with her, like in in the final fight, like how like trippy everything was and just how everything just had this certain flow to it. And you could really feel it, especially with how Miles Morales progressed throughout the entire movie, like the craziness that that was that last fight. You could feel how he just flowed through it and how he was progressing. Yeah. Some of the stuff, like some of the flips. Um, one of the shots when he slides in between like uh, I think it's like a building in a car or something like that or like a piece of road in a car mm-hmm. and he just like slides through it was so clean it was very reminiscent of um, either Spider-Man or Spider-Man 2 from the Sam Raimi trilogy where it has the, the flipping wall and he kind of goes through it mm-hmm. but it was just done so like just a little bit better that made it just really appealing 
Uh, and because it is animated, they can really make the colors pop and do all this different crazy stuff that visually makes it look a lot better. Right. Plus, fun fact about it, almost everything is played at 15 frames a second, except for Peter Par- or Peter B. Parker, whenever he's swinging, is played at 30 frames a second. And when Miles starts to transition to being more professional <laughs> and being uh, better at swinging and, and using his spider senses and stuff like that, Starts playing at 30 frames a second. I thought it was just a nice, subtle touch that Sony did uh, to make it better, which was nice to see the care that Sony put into the movie. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. I mean, they made a really, I mean, it's an absolutely beautiful film. Right. I mean, I, I wish I could have seen it in the theaters or in IMAX. That would have been amazing. Yeah, seeing, seeing the details yeah. on stuff is really, really cool. Because like yeah. on a small screen, even on your TV screen, you really don't appreciate the detail that is right. in each frame. But I mean, I could enjoy it still. I, I think um, you know it's not necessarily as beautiful as I would want it to be, but it was an absolutely beautiful film. The story was great. I mean, even like the way that Miles Morales his suit looked in the end was really cool. How it built into his character and how he made Spider Man his own thing. You know, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I really like that. Well, I like that he took. <clears throat> excuse me. I like that it wasn't. It wasn't just a rehashing of again. I don't know anything about Miles. It wasn't just a rehashing of Peter Parker. Peter Parker exists. There's already a Spider-Man saving the city, and this kid was a nobody, uh, just transferred to a new school. What it seemed like he was like in a mm-hmm. private school now, and he wasn't fitting in. You know, kind of an outcast. Um, and he takes Peter Parker's suit. You know, the one that passed away takes one of his suits and makes it his own. Right. And I really, I really like that. I thought that yeah. was really cool, and I thought the design looked good. I don't know what the original design of his stuff is, but it, it looked cool in the movie. No, I thought it was awesome. I, I, I would really recommend it to anybody. I mean, especially since it being on Netflix, yeah, anybody can yeah, watch you it. Can go watch it right yeah. now. Well, I like um, uh, the animation, like going back to the animation. I like that for Spider-Man because he's a comic book character. I hope that they do more movies like this mm-hmm. because they can, they can like Wilson Fisk. He is a huge dude. Kingpin is a big dude. And, in cartoons, he's this astronomically huge guy that you can't cast because he's not real proportions of right. a human being. And they so, can't do a CGI version because yeah, that it, would just look yeah, awful. Yeah, it, it would age very quickly. Yeah. Even if even if you had Marvel doing the stuff and you know, like you know, Thanosing him up and just making him look great, it would look bad in a few years. Right, so. because you're not making him look like an alien. You're trying to make him like a make him look like a person. <laughs> right. It's exactly. gonna look awful. Yeah, it's a lot harder. I think Thanos is gonna hold up a lot better because it's just Josh Brolin's face under alien so it works a lot better but yeah no that that was just one more one more little thing little check mark i wanted to give to the animation team they did great yeah so in the spider universe of all the spider-man movies that we've received so far where does this rank for you i would say it's third behind behind uh homecoming for me for me which is number one and then spider-man 2 sam raimi spider-man 2 would be number two for me so all that shit you talked earlier about Spider-Man Two. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say it's a bad movie. You just said it's mean, behind. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not my favorite. I mean, honestly, a oh, homecoming not far from home. Sorry. Honestly, in fourth there is uh, the Amazing Spider-Man. I really like the, the first, first one. one with Andrew Garfield. I think it's a. Um, There's only two problems I have with that movie. That it was one. He bent a goalpost with a pigskin full of air. Right. Ridiculous. How did nobody question that at all? Right. And he was just, I know this sounds ridiculous, but he was too handsome. 
You know what I mean? Like too he, handsome. He wasn't a believable loser. Peter Parker is a geek loser. He was not a loser. He was a skateboard punk. You know what I mean? I feel like he he rode up to to high school listening to fucking Evanescence or Blink One Eighty Two or something. Like I get that, <laughs> but also, I think Andrew Garfield made the intelligent side of Peter Parker come out a lot more. They yeah, a than, lot than they have with Tobey Maguire wasn't. He was just a loser. That's yeah. all he was. Like he was this weirdo that was obsessed with his his neighbor, and then he was be- obsessed with photography too. Yeah, yeah, that was like his two obsessions. But he didn't have to build his own uh, web shooters, right? They, they because were built in, built in. Cool. That's that's fine. There are different iterations of Spider Man, so that's fine. But they never showed him because, like, uh, there's a scene in the Amazing Spider Man when he goes to the Lizard's house. I can't remember his name, Professor, whatever. Right. Um, he goes to his house and like does this like incredible equation. Now, granted, he stole it from his father's notebook, but you he, know he understood it. He understood, yeah, he understood yeah. the equation, and he's just like, you know, and uh, like the, the little things, like he had a lock on his door that he had created. Right. It wasn't a store bought lock. He had a lock on his door. Um, him creating the web web shooters from stolen technology from Oscorp, but still, it it did show he was a very intelligent kid. Where Tobey Maguire's Spider Man was just this. Well, and I think also too is because they did a great job of making Gwen Emma Stone seem intelligent as well. Yeah, she and, wasn't. She wasn't just a damsel in distress, right? Like mean. how Kirsten Dunst was with she Mary was Jane. a scream queen. Yeah. yeah, but that's I think that's what they wanted. I mean, it was the first attempt at a live action. Spider-Man. Right. So what do you do with Mary Jane? Because Mary Jane in the, in the, at least in the nineties cartoon, she's kind of a badass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, go get him tiger. You know, like she was cool. She was great. But I mean, she was never, she's never been perceived as an intelligent person. Like that's not been like one of her major characteristics. No, she, she can't be a badass. She knew she learned how to fight. Eventually she even in one iteration ended up getting, getting powers and became Miss Spider-Man or whatever it was. Like it was, it was crazy stuff. So everybody gets to be Spider-Man eventually. I mean, she got spider Gwen and all the different stuff. Um, I did appreciate in the amazing Spider-Man that they went with Gwen Stacy over, um, Mary Jane. Yes. Just like I appreciate in the new one where it's a nod to Mary Jane, but it's a different character, right? They still call her MJ, but she's a different character. And I appreciate that. Um, these, a lot of people get mad at the, adaptations and, and you're among them. I, hell I'm among them, but they don't have to be direct carbon copies of the comic books. You can take creative vision to it and mold it to what you need it to be. And it can still be really good. Hence you have uh, homecoming as your favorite Spider-Man movie. Right. That's great, but it changes. It's not Spider-Man even at that point. Well, and, and I've said this a lot. I don't know if I've said it on this podcast, but if I haven't, I'll, or if I have, I'm going to say it again. I have no problem at this point in my life if they make a movie and they don't follow the source material. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is when they put up put out a subpar story in comparison to what their source material was. Well, I feel like you have a template of a great story already. You should be able to improve it. If not, you keep the same story. Especially if it's years later. Right. I mean, that's kind of what my big problem with Star Wars was. Is you know they had in the now the Star Wars extended universe, what are the the legend story or whatever <laughs> you're calling it? They had a great story in there with the the Solo family and how they end up going and how Luke ends up progressing. But we ended up getting Kylo Ren and whatnot, and it 
was fine, I guess. It's starting to be a bad idea now with how they're backpedaling back into what the original story was from well, to be the legends. F- to be fair, <clears throat> in the new trilogy, I would say Kylo Ren is the most interesting character in the, the movies. I don't care who's Ray parent who Ray parents who's Ray's parents. Right. I do not care whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren, I want to know if he's going to join the light side. If he's going to go hard into the dark, because in seven, you could see he had a struggle. You know what I mean? And Adam Driver conveyed uh, conveyed that really, really well. Even when killing Han Solo, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen that movie, even when killing Han Solo, you see it in his face. It was all facial expression Mm -hmm. because it was them literally gripping the lightsaber. And then you just see his face kind of morph to this just insidious person that Han doesn't know anymore and just stabs him. And then his face kind of lights up like, oh, I just killed my father. Like, what have I done kind of thing? But he knew it was it was necessary. So it, he is the most interesting character for me. But I can see as a bigger fan of Star Wars, someone that's seen the other stuff and read the other stuff and, you know, gotten deeper into it, how they took technically a character that existed and completely threw him out the window and put a new character in its stead and was like, hey, this is a similar character. You guys will like him. His name's Kylo. <laughs> no, I mean, like. I, I'm super biased because Darth Kytus, which is the guy from the story in Legends, is my favorite Sith of all time. Like he's, but you're never gonna see him in the movie. I'm never gonna see him in an actual movie. But you know, like going back here to to Spider-Man again, I don't know what the original story for Miles Morales is. Right. And yeah. honestly, I don't care because that story that was in Into the Spider Verse, great, amazing, great, fantastic, start, yeah, great starting point. Okay, I, <laughs> like, I, where do you even go from here? Right. <laughs> like, I don't care what if, if somebody has a problem with the origin story they said here, you can go fuck yourself. Okay, they did a great fucking job. No, I agree, and that's that's like what I said with the uh, with Homecoming. They changed a lot about the story, but it was still their telling of a Spider-Man story. Because like um, <clears throat> with the Dark Knight trilogy, a lot of people love those movies. Understandably. I really like Batman Begins. Thought it was pretty good, right? When Dark Knight came out, I really liked Heath Ledger, and I think I was on that hype train that everybody else was on. So I was like, oh, this is the best Batman movie of all time. Upon re-watching those movies, it's not Batman. Like, the only Batman things about it is that his parents died at an opera, and he becomes Batman and has a, a butler named Alfred. That sounds pretty Batman. <laughs> Everything else, like his bad guys, his his rogues gallery is arguably the best. Against who? Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Those are the two superheroes that have the best bad guys. You took all of Batman's bad guys. And besides, again, with Batman Begins, still a very good movie. Besides Scarecrow, you gave them completely different backstories or how they, how they did something and then wasted their potential. Joker, I thought was done really well. Right. You know, so it was fine that they they changed it. I mean, quote unquote, changed it. It, Everyone has their own interpretation. A lot of people, Jack Nicholson was the Joker. So the the whole Acme accident is understandable. Right. But then you had Two-Face. That is a great character and has yet to be portrayed well on screen. You can go, don't, don't. Do you think Tommy Lee Jones did a good job? I did, I think he did a fantastic job, okay? And here, let me tell you why, okay? Because <laughs> okay. he's Tommy Lee fucking Jones. That's the right? only reason? That's all I need. 
his interpretation of Harvey Dent is the only one we need. He had a good laugh and he had a good look, but that's he had a good look for that movie. I wouldn't say he had a good look. No, but it made sense for at the time in the nineties in that movie. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. uh, Today's standards it wouldn't hold up, and I think that's why they went polar opposite with Harvey Dent in The Dark Knight, where they did this whole like you know singed face where his face is just melted off on one side and i was like it's just not like they're they're trying to do it too realistic i'm like batman's not realistic there's not right. a billionaire jumping from some skyscrapers and floating down to the ground and has a tank that can just fly across i mean and, and i get that but it's to some extent that's kind of what and it's really hard to say this but it's kind of what christopher nolan did with those movies is he made them realistic like he, but why? It's a comic book movie. You're right, but because Spider-Man betrayed, uh, betrayed its origins to make its own origin story for this new one, but it still was true to a comic book movie. It was still over I, the top. I agree, and that's the big difference between DC and Marvel. Is DC has really tried to make their comic book movies grounded in reality, and then they went, they jumped the shark yeah. with, with Zack Snyder. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, I, I agree with you. They they have been trying to be, because um, I noticed this watching Justice League, which you still haven't seen, and I'm I'm so glad. I wish I could be you, <laughs> you know, like just look at the trailers and be like, I'm not going to see that. It looks like a piece of shit. Um, I'm gonna have to get over that probably soon. Why I noticed, uh, I noticed when watching a Marvel movie, uh, especially after some people have have mentioned it before, but they kind of pull their punches because it's actors on set doing the stuff but if you watch nobody's making contact with anybody there's no mm-hmm. real punches with dc they do like this camera effect and they make it real weighty you know, when someone hits somebody it's like this thump you know what i mean like they make it to where it's it's more realistic if these people actually had these powers right. this is what would happen in effect which i thought was cool uh, and you have Batman over here, you know, spiking dudes' heads through solid wood floors. Right. So it's neat, but it's just like, come on, <laughs> like it, it's there's 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 only so much uh, suspension of disbelief. You know what I mean? You you can only give up so much. And Christopher Nolan did a good job of making it ultra realistic. Anytime he got hurt, he was like hurt, hurt. You know, like he couldn't even. Uh, a, a bad example. A bat example. <laughs> You're dumb. dumb. So as a kid, I loved Batman Forever. Don't. It was my first Batman movie I ever saw. So try not to be too hard on me. But Uh, I'm not. I liked Val Kilmer. I thought his jawline was perfect for the Batman suit. Um, But you you had this, and there's a scene where he gets trapped by Two Face. He goes down a sewer drain, and for some reason, like the henchman, the henchman. like jump down there and instantaneously put up like this big tube and then he slides down the tube and then they shoot fire at him and he puts his cape over him and like turns a dial on his suit and it becomes like indestructible and it was stupid even as a kid i was like how did he do that that's so cool but i understand like in uh in uh, batman begins he gets burned you know what i mean he literally is set on fire and he has to call alfred while high on whatever the toxin that uh scarecrow has and that was like a cool aspect to it but other than that i just i don't like how grounded it is in reality he's a superhero let him be do go do superhero shit i mean i get it but they're in the past man we gotta wait for a new batman see and robert 
Pattinson See, and, Batman. And that's where they ruined it. I don't actually, and we've talked about this, I have no problem with Robert I Pattinson. I don't either. A lot of people do because they see him as the dude from Twilight. They haven't seen his other work. Just watching Remember Me makes me totally cool with him playing Batman. Mm-hmm. He's got the look for it. All right. Especially if they're going to try to do a young Affleck. I don't know if they're going to do that because um, DC's in shambles right now. But if they try to do like a young of the Batman that was in Justice League, he's got the look for it. So you get to see him before he's hardened by the deaths of, of uh, I'm assuming, multiple Robins. So he just had the one right. suit, but, you know, I'm assuming multiple Robins. Um, and you get to see him become batman or already maybe he's been batman for a couple I, well of years. i hope they don't do an origin story right i like, we don't need another one right it, it, I, I agree with you and, and and i really feel that way for most superheroes like i really don't care who it is i don't need an origin story for them at this point in time like there's just so many of them and well amazing spider-man was one of them and it was a different i was okay with the origin story because it was a different spider-man he wasn't dumb you had to show who he was before he became right. and, the and man it, in the suit. And they had his parents who still ended up playing a huge part in the story. You yeah, know which I mean? they like, never got any freaking payoff for. It's like, right. what the hell? But, um, I mean, like Black Panther. Like, I loved how he was introduced. And, and Captain Marvel is the same exact way. And then I hate that they get their own movies, and bam, we're going to do an origin story. So, yes. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Because Black Panther, um, you've like, seen it, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't like the movie. I think that, uh, oh God, is it Chadwick Boseman? Is his name? Yes. Okay. Chadwick Boseman, great as the character. I agree. Love him. But he was more ferocious when he first got, well, I'm assuming when he first got the suit, because he was already Black Panther, even though his dad was technically Black Panther when his dad died in Civil War. Yeah, it's something. It's a gray area. (laughs) Um, And he was so bad at, like, his hunting down who killed his father was awesome. Right. And in this movie, he's so tame. And then the final fight scene was garbage, just absolute trash. But they, they just gave him this weird origin story for no reason. It's like, Hey, I have to prove myself to become King. I'm like, why do we, do we have to watch this? I mean, and I, I'm still in favor of us just kind of forgetting that movie happened, even though I don't hate the movie. I, I, I think it was yeah, overhyped. I'll go, I'll go see a sequel. I, I think it was overhyped by some people, but it's not a bad Marvel movie. I just wish uh, Michael B. Jordan wasn't in that movie. I thought he was great as Killmonger. I loved him as the character, but I really want Michael B. Jordan to be Blade. If yeah, they, oh yeah. If they make it, if they make Blade again, I think he is the perfect person he, to do yeah, it. Yeah, and he's he's the one that comes to mind when you right. think of Blade. Like who, as an actor, can take him on? Well, you kind of ran out of the two best black actors that are in Hollywood right now right. <laughs> in the same movie. It's like, well. What are you going to do now? Uh, they could go get... Um, nah, he's too big. I was going to say Rampage Jackson. <laughs> he's too big to be played. I don't know if he'd do it now, even. Nah, he's getting older, yeah. too. Because, nah, I mean, he did the A-Team in, what, 2010? And he was already probably in his 40s then. Dude, if um, if Childish Gambino would put on the weight. Dude, well, see, they wasted him, too. Yeah. He He's technically the Prowler. I yeah. mean, they haven't... They could, te- they could use him as Blade. You know what I mean? He he was just in a small, very small role right. in Spider-Man, so they could still use him as Blade and just kind of play it off. But I don't think I don't think he I wants to be locked down to. A I still contract. haven't seen Far From Home, so I don't know if uh, he even shows up there. So I, I which don't, would be weird. I don't think so. Um, and God, we got to go see that this week. But I I don't think he does show up in that because I haven't seen him. He's not credited on IMDb, so I think maybe. 
maybe, possibly, Marvel goes, you know what? Let's let's bring it back. All right. Sony already fucked up our plans with the Prowler <laughs> with Miles Morales. So let's let's bring it back and let's make him blade. But again, I don't think I don't think Donald Glover is gonna want to do a four, five, ten year movie role where he right. has to play this character all the time because he's he's a sensation. Music, movies, he does it all. <laughs> you know he doesn't follow anybody on Twitter? Really? Yeah. He has zero he follows zero people. Savage. Yeah, right. It's a goddamn savage. That's what that man is. I was actually listening to his music last night. You know, I was listening to Sober. It's one of my favorite songs. I don't know really? why. Yeah, I really like that. The music video and the song is great. I've never listened to it. Oh, it's, it's great. But anyway, um, what the hell were we talking about? What what subject were we talking about? Oh, uh, we were on Black Panther there for a second. We were talking about Blade. <laughs> we talked about Batman. We talked yeah. about Spider Man. We've been talking about Spider Man most of the time. Is that what you're trying to get back to? Oh no, uh, Blade. Let's just talk about Blade. So. They tried a series and it didn't work, but I think that Blade at, under the MCU's umbrella could work as a series. They could, but my problem with it is I don't trust I don't trust it anymore because they they just up and gave up on four I would assume we're doing pretty decent series. I mean, Daredevil especially. Yeah. Daredevil was doing super well. Luke Cage was probably second. Yeah, and Jessica Jones was going doing well. Yeah. Um, Defenders did not do well. <laughs> Iron Fist didn't do well. Iron um, Fist was just bad, man. I didn't. I wanted it to be good. I, I really did. Yeah, I thought his powers are cool. Yeah. Like I looked him I, up. I, really I, didn't, like I, didn't, him. I, I didn't know who he was. I yeah. looked him up when you know they announced the show, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Oh, Punisher. Did we mention Punisher? No, we didn't. Yeah, yeah. No. So, but Punisher also got it canceled. Yeah, as well. but Punisher is right up there with Daredevil. It's right. great. Um, and I'd like to see John Berthall come back as the Punisher. Just move it over to your stupid Disney Plus or whatever the hell they're going to call it. Actually, you know, I really think, and this might be just me on the uh, Reeves train at the moment, but I think Keanu Reeves could play an awesome Punisher. <laughs> there's, I mean, he's John Wick, which is essentially the Punisher. But like, I don't know. I, I really, I guess you'd have to change it now because it you'd have to pick up from what someone else created. Right. You know what I mean? You don't want to do that. Uh, I don't think to a team. Do you want to work on something or do you want to be given something and you are the creator? You want to be credited with it, right? Right. So yeah, they'll probably go out and get their own actor. Um, and plenty of people have put on, uh, what's weird is that there's been more Punishers than there has been Spider-Man. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Cause you have Ray Stevenson, which was in Thor. <laughs> right. So you have Ray Stevenson, uh, Tom, uh, Thomas Jane, um, Dolph Lundgren, uh, but, 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 but John Berthall and then whoever this new one's going to be is going to be number five. Right. So it's it's a weird, <laughs> weird time. Like Punisher, is it really that? It's obviously not that popular because nobody saw Warzone. I was one of the few people that saw I Warzone. Saw it, I, yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. I was really drunk. I remember I seeing, we probably saw it together. No, we did not. We didn't? No, I okay. was in high school still when that came out. I saw it on DVD. I didn't see it in theaters. Oh, I didn't either. Okay, yeah, no, I saw. But I was yeah. in high school when I okay. saw it, so yeah, no, okay, and I've so. never watched it since. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like Jigsaw at all. He's a bad <laughs> villain. Well, uh, they had. I don't even remember anything else about the movie, to be honest with you. No, I remember him spinning on a chandelier upside I, down and shooting guns. I do guns. remember that. And I remember uh, he killed someone with a wine glass, and I thought it was the stupidest scene I had ever seen stupidest scene I had ever seen. Um, but there's a lot of characters that I think 
deserve or or their their story arcs would work better on a TV show than it would in a movie because like and I think we talked about this before I'm a huge fan of the Hulk. I don't think the Hulk TV show would work well, but I think a Bruce Banner TV show would work well, like showing his his fight with his multiple personality disorder because they can't show that in a movie. Right. You know what I mean? There's just it's not going to work unless you have M Night Shyamalan come out with another miracle and do like a split with with uh, Mark Ruffalo. It's just not going to work. But uh, the Hulk as a main cast character TV show, Punisher, Blade. Because Blade is one of those characters that I like his movie. Well, I like one movie. <laughs> I like Blade 2. Blade 1, it's on the fringe of being bad. Mm-hmm. And then Blade Trinity is obviously terrible. Um, but I want to see more stuff with Blade. Honestly, if they wanted to bring back Wesley Snipes as like an old Blade training some new person, cool with that too. You know what I mean? If they put him in a Whistler type uh, Dude, scenario. They should make Miles Morales into the new Blade. <laughs> That'd be Re- kind of cool. Really flip the script. Yeah, no, 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 uh, that's how you bring Donald Glover in. He doesn't become the Prowler. He becomes the new Blade, trained by Wesley Snipes. There you go. Would that not be dope? I'd be okay. See, and that's another thing. Like, change the origin story? I don't care. You get Donald Glover to play Blade? I don't care how you do it. Do it. Right. <laughs> I'm behind it. Um, What else? What, uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I'd be cool if, like, Wesley Snipes came in to play Whistler. Yeah, Oh, oh, as the character. As Whistler. Like, well, see, I mean, if they recast it like that, I'd be, I'd be cool then. I think they could do Blade a lot like they did Ant-Man. Like, Ant-Man, they, they Hank Pym is not Ant-Man anymore. You know what no. I mean? So I thought that worked really well. No, no problem with it. Now, I think that there was different iterations of Ant-Man already. I think Blade has only been Blade. There's no... there has. I don't think he's ever had a trainee. I so I don't know. I, yeah, I... I I'm not a fan of comic books, man, but I never read the blade comic books. Nobody did, man. <laughs> nobody did. It's because blade was targeted or it was marketed towards probably black teenagers. And I wasn't a black teenager in the seventies, eighties or whatever the hell his series came out. But when the movies came out, they're damn good. No, Were you a black teenager then? Yeah. Oh, I was. Yeah. For a small period of time, I, I listened to a lot of Tupac. <laughs> no, but that's all it takes. huh? Yeah. No, uh, I I think no, because at that time I didn't know who he was. But um, Blade Two was actually my first experiment uh, experience with Guillermo del Toro. He directed Blade Two. Right. They should have brought him back for Blade Trinity, but you know whatever. Hellboy. I enjoy Hellboy, the first one. Yeah, and Golden Army can suck it. It was also and then Guillermo the one that came out this year. Was, yeah, dude, it got torched. Yeah. Absolutely torched. I don't like the guy who they got. I don't either. I, yeah, I don't I have nothing. Like Ron Perlman is like, you know, like Ron Perlman is is getting to that status. He's getting to that Betty White status. You know what I mean? He's becoming like a a national treasure. <laughs> so, it's weird like Ron Perlman doesn't show up in a ton of movies. Not anymore at least. Right, but it's kind of like um He's on that same level of like Danny Trejo, but Danny Trejo will do anything. Yeah. He will literally do any movie. You put a movie in front of him, he's like, yeah, I'll do it. You know, it's like, okay, Danny Trejo's in my movie. So that, it doesn't count. Ron Perlman is not as in that many movies, but I'd love to see him in more movies. I mean, Nick Cage is that way too. He ended up in uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Cage will say yes to anything. I mean, hell, he probably had like five movies come out this year. We didn't even know <laughs> it. Because I actually wanted to see, uh, was it US, USS Indianapolis or whatever? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> it's It was a movie that looked like it was going to be about the military. 
And then all of a sudden at the end of the trailer, like the like three minutes into a trailer, aliens. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, okay, I want to see this movie. I, I want to know what happens. Uh, Ghost Rider is another character they can bring. They, they bought the rights to Ghost Rider back, I think. Yeah. I would do a TV show, honestly. See, the effects is the problem with TV shows. They Unless they give it to like HBO or somebody that has the budget, who who's going to do those effects? It'd be more about Johnny Blaze than it is about Ghost Rider. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, honestly, if they wanted to, and this is probably the best way forward, is like, if they do origin stories through like doing a TV series, I'd be on board with that. And then putting out full-length movies. Well, I think they already backtracked into a corner with shows like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, hey... Our movies... You know Luke Cage was supposed to be introduced on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, really? Yeah, it was supposed to be The Rock. And what the hell happened to that? I have no idea. He said, oh, it's a TV series? No, I'm, I'm out. I don't know. He wants to be Black Adam or something. He is Black Adam. He's going to be Black Adam. Yeah. Well, I'll wait for that to actually happen. It's going to happen. The dude's huge on DC. He's like uh, Jason Momoa. He's like, fuck Marvel. And I'm like, what? what the fuck did Marvel do to you? Didn't cast you in their shitty TV series? Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry. He would have been a dope Luke Cage, I think. Uh, he'd be a dope anything. The Rock could play any character, and I'd be fine with it. If he wants to suit up as Spider Man, and like the spider suit doesn't quite fit, and it just like shows like half his abs, and his legs are I'm too Ma- long. I'm Miles Morales. <laughs> I'm I'm Peter Parker. <laughs> I'm a photographer. Can't you tell? <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious. Dude, I'm actually excited for uh, Batista's new movie that's coming out. Um, Stuber. Oh yeah, uh, it's not the you know the the more recent trailers have not shown more batista it's shown the the indian guy patel i can't remember his name um they they shown more him and i'm like okay what is this movie about it's supposed to it's kind of like a bridge on a buddy cop comedy i think maybe but like it looked like fun the first trailer i saw i was like this looks interesting and i and dave batista is kind of like john cena for me i did not like him when he became an actor i was like this is bullshit and after Guardians, I was cool with them, with uh, with uh, John Cena. After Trainwrecked of, of all movies, I was like, okay, John Cena's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let me. I really liked. Let me watch. Yeah, let me watch some more stuff with John Cena. And then I saw Cock Blockers, which wasn't great, but John Cena was funny in it. Right. So, I, I don't know. Dave Bautista is not a good actor, but I I kind of like him now. He's kind of like uh, Hulk Hogan from back in the day. You know, wasn't John a, Cena in Date Night? I don't remember. I remember Marky Mark was. He was the dude that was half naked when he answered right. his door. Because that's the only thing I could think John, they would use John Cena for. There, there's something with Tina Fey and John Cena was in it and he was a drug dealer for her. That could be. And it was hilarious. Night. I, I mean, can't remember what it was. I'll look up his uh, his acting profile and see. Um, he was even all tatted up for that too. Like, I mean, he had a. Uh, oh, yeah. He had the little beanie on, right? Right. Yeah. And he, had a, he had a throat tattoo. Well, his uh, his top four. <laughs> do you want to guess his top four filmography on IMDb? Is it all WWE stuff? Uh, no? Two of them are. Okay. Kind of. I, I think they were produced by WWE. Well, then I would throw out that one is Bumblebee. Yes, one is Bumblebee. And then the other one would be uh, Ferdinand. No. No. Was he Ferdinand? Was he the bull? Yeah, he was the voice oh, of the bull. No. The other ones are Trainwrecked. Okay, makes sense. The Marine. 12 Rounds. <laughs> Which I believe the Marine and 12 Rounds were produced by WWE, but I'm not sure. That's why I said I believe so. Um, <laughs> God. 
But yeah, I mean, he did. Uh, he had that uh, guest cameo in Daddy's Home, and then he had a basically a starring role in Daddy's Home too, which was pretty funny. I don't remember, dude. He's God. I can't even go through his stuff because it's all it was in sisters wrestling stuff. What is sisters? Is that her and Amy Poehler? Yeah. See, they've done a few movies together, and I just but yeah, I, that's I, what he looked like in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it looks ridiculous. I like his neck tattoo. He was hilarious though. Well, like um, he he can really do comedy. Like, and even as a wrestler, he was really funny. Well, he reminds me of just like a uh, his his comedic timing and the, his style reminds me of just a beefcake ass version of uh, Channing Tatum. You know what I mean? I see that, but honestly, to me, he seems more like Dick Van Dyke. If if Dick Van Dyke was just like a muscle bound idiot, that's fair. That that would be him. I mean, I'm not calling John Cena an idiot, but like. He he portrays himself in that way. He he comes off that way. Did you see his new Hefty commercial? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that shit had me dying. It's like da da. I wish, and I was like, oh my god, like thirsty much. That, his new hairstyle is really throwing me off. I I he know cut it's, it. I huh? He cut it. Oh, did he? Well, yeah. in the Hefty commercial, he still had the the yeah. comb over, and I was just like, what the hell movie role is this for, man? Go back to the flat top. <laughs> like it's just when you see someone for so long with a certain hairstyle. Like let's say, um. Well, Charles Gambino, like usually he rocks like a little fro with like a little, I don't know what the hell you call him sticking up. Um, And then if he cut his hair, like if I saw an image of him with like the blade haircut, (laughs) I'd be like, whoa, what the fuck? Right. But I don't know. I think that's that's about it for for today. I mean, pretty much. For Irver? Yeah, we're 45 minutes in, and we didn't expect to talk about half of this stuff. We're like, hey, let's talk about Spider-Man for a bit, and then we got onto everything. Yeah. Um, it's been a minute. No, good conversation for sure. Right. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting something, man. What Was there a point I was going to say at the beginning? Like, before I pushed record, there was something I was going to say. I was like, don't let me forget it, Tim. Don't let me forget it. You remember? No, I don't. No? Okay. I didn't say that. <laughs> you didn't In my head, that. I was saying, I was like, Tim's not going to let me forget this. Yeah. Before we started, you were like, man, this is good stuff to talk about on the podcast. And then you started the podcast. That's right. What was talk- that stuff? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I could be talking about this because I was getting real passionate. I was like, why am I not recording this? Um, <laughs> well, it is what it is. Is um, it? Yeah. No, I'm just glad to be back, man. Yeah. After a month of being out. I'm just glad to be back on here. Um, fun story for anybody that is still listening and don't know who I am and all the different stuff. The past month has been a little hectic. Uh, we, uh, me and my girlfriend, not me and Tim. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not me. Yeah, we're expecting a baby. So it's super exciting. Uh, January 2020 is when the baby's supposed to come. So uh, it's just been a little crazy. And actually, I'm going to be losing... Uh, I live in a two-bedroom apartment, and my second bedroom is obviously going to be a baby room, so I'm going to be losing my my man cave slash podcast room. So uh, it's just been a fun little transition, but I'm glad we are back, and then uh, you know, eventually the baby is going to be podcasting next to us. It's going to be two men and a baby. I hope to God not. It's a joke. It's <laughs> a joke, like three men and a baby. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Yeah. I do not want to do a podcast with your child. That'd be kind of cool. See, like a child's perspective on stuff. No, no, not when they're like little, little, like ten year old, just talking shit. We're not going to be doing this for ten years, hopefully. You don't think so? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it'd be a fun hobby. Like anytime I get mad at Sarah, I'd just be like, I'm going to Tim's house, going to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, 
we're going to get out of here. We hope to see you guys next week, probably, right? Sure. I hope I hope to see everybody who's listening. Yes. Yeah. W- worst comes to worst, uh, what Tim and I have planned is that uh, once the baby is closer to getting here and once the baby is here, we're probably going to do once a month podcast or try to do like every other week. That way we can definitely line up our schedules weeks in advance, make sure we have stuff to talk about and then jump on here and record and entertain a few people. So either way, we are out. Thank you for listening this week. And Tim, do you have anything to say? (laughs) God. Fell right back into it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, please don't die. Don't die. Goodbye. (laughs) Damn it.